Want more of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Josh Scanlon podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Right now. All right. Welcome, my friends, to another edition of the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Excited to come at you on a Tuesday, May, May, was that May 8th, 2018. And we're going to talk about ways to save money easily. I was talking to one of my clients this morning. And, uh, and she's kind of going through what I went through about two years ago. Uh, I asked her to look up her utility bill. And uh, sure enough, she was using a lot more kilowatt hours than she anticipated. And, uh, and I said, OK, well, that's something we have to do. And I want to share with you a couple of easy things you can do to reduce your electricity costs. Now, this is just electricity. Your overall energy bill consists of natural gas, electricity, whatever else you use. But I'm just talking electricity right now. And this is a good old fashioned incandescent light bulb. It's uh, 60 watts. All right. So this right here is a 60 watt bulb and it's 770 lumens. So I got to find my trusty calculator right here. So what we're going to do is we're going to see how much does this incandescent light bulb take? And here's the brightness of it, by the way. That's what 770 lumens looks like. Now, that doesn't mean much to you. You could tell. But uh, the, 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 what you want to find out is the lumens for an ink, a light bulb, that'll give you a gauge of how bright it is. The wattage itself doesn't tell you that, it's the lumens. So we want to find out the lumens. But for wattage, we'll tell you how much electricity you're consuming from this light bulb. So let me see. So we take 60 watts is what it uses. And say we just ran that for 24 hours a day. All right, so if we ran that for a full day, it'd take 1.4 kilowatt hours a day is what this one light bulb would be. All right, so if you ran this 60 watt light bulb for 24 hours a day, it would cost, it'd, uh, use 1.4 kilowatt hours. It basically is nine cents a kilowatt hour here in uh, Georgia, so 1.44 times 0.09. So it costs 13 cents to run this all day long. If we did that for 30 days, it would cost $3.88 to run this all day long. Now that's, remember, so let me write that down, $3.88 to run this one light all day long, all right? So, uh, from all day long for one month, one month. Now, on the other hand, this is an LED light, all right? This is 9.5 watts, 9.5 watts, and it is 800 lumens. So it'd be roughly the same brightness as the incandescent because the lumens are roughly the same. Um, this is 9.5 watts, so if we ran this guy 24 hours a day times 24, It'd be 228 watt hours of the course of a day. So roughly one fifth of one kilowatt times 30. It'd take, uh, it would cause 200, so oops, 9.5 times 24, 228 uh, watt hours, which is, it's nine cents a watt, basically 0 0.09 divided by five. It costs less than two cents a day. For this guy right here, less than two cents a day times 30. It would cost 54 cents to run this guy for the for a month. 54 cents one month. All right. Why do I share that with you? Because if you have a bunch of 60 watt light bulbs, and let me give an example. 
I had a, uh, we have four fixtures outside our garage, all right? And each fixture has four light bulbs in them and each light bulb is 60 watts. So each fixture is running 240 watts when I leave those puppies on. Typically, you're gonna leave your outdoor lights on for eight hours a day, all right? So if you think about that, we have four fixtures with four light bulbs each. Each light bulb is 60 watts. So four times 60, times four equals that takes 960 watts all right that's what we're using to keep those lights just flip them on 960 watts times eight hours that's going to take 7.68 kilowatt hours a day to leave those uh, lights on for eight hours and we times that by 30 that's 20 so 7.68 times 30 that's going to take 230 i'm just writing this down so i can refer back to it that's going to be 230 kilowatt hours we use in a month. 230 times 0.09, and that is going to be $20 a month just on those stupid light bulbs. And that's just on those four outside the garage. If you have a big light outside, you know, like one of those uh, the bright lights that shine, um, you know, you got one out in the front of your house, one in the back. I mean, just, uh, man, if you got these big lights, they're even more than 60 watts. Floodlights, you got big floodlights. What I'm looking for that thing might be 200 watts. If you're leaving that sucker on eight hours a day, I mean, you're just you're throwing money, you're throwing away money. So, what you got to do to save money is replace your incandescent light bulbs with an LED. Now, some people say, Well, LED lights are bad, they hurt your ass, something like that. Well, okay, that's I don't believe that necessarily. I don't not believe it. I mean, I'm anything's up to debate anymore, but if that's true, then just place the one outside. Put them outside if nothing else you have to put them inside but put them outside that's okay put them outside are you going to be sitting there 24 hours a day staring at them outside you're going to be reading by it no so if nothing else you're going to save probably 30 dollars a month if you replace your floodlights your front garage lights your front door light your back door light maybe you got a basement you got a light down there i mean you want your lights on because it's good to minimize or mitigate potential theft you know critters and whatnot i mean it's you lighting is is why it, darkness creates opportunity for bad people. Let's just put it that way. So we want to keep it lit, but if you do it, don't use the incandescent light bulbs because it's going to cost you too much. You know, we're talking 30 bucks a month for all those lights where mine's probably five bucks a month. And so when I did this and I looked at my own utility bill um, and on top of that, it, it went down quite a bit. So we did a couple of things. We changed our outside lights with LEDs. We changed a lot of our lights inside the house for LEDs. Now, they are about four times expensive an LED bulb than an incandescent bulb in the front end. Ideally, the durability of an LED light bulb would be much higher than this. So you're going to get your money back just from durability, but you're certainly going to get your money back simply because in a couple months' time, it pays for itself relative to an incandescent. So a couple other things to consider. Get your insulation done. If you got an attic, all right, you got to make sure it's insulated up there with a high, you know, spray foam, but a high R insulation. You know, get it insulated for sure. You got those little floodlights up there too, or uh, yeah, I think they're called floodlights. You know, they got the little circular lights. Ah, I can't remember what those things are called. But anyway, you got those little circular lights in your ceiling. You know, they're kind of in, in your ceiling. Make sure the on the back of those in your attic or whatever it is, is cocked around there so you don't have any gaps in between the walls or whatnot and your light fixtures and the uh, and you know and the floor of the attic and everything. Because again, you know, cool water, cool air chases after heat. So if you're warm inside in the wintertime, the cool air is desperate to get in. It's knocking on your window like a Stephen King movie, Salem's Lost, and let me in, let me in. 
and it's going to find a way in if you have any kind of little holes or gaps in your light fixtures and your windows and whatnot it's going to find its way in and so cool is going to come in and the hot's going to go out and so the same thing happens the other way in the summertime the cool air you want to keep in well the cool air is desperate to get out it's like let me out let me out and it's going to find a way to get out and the more holes that you have the more gaps that you have the less efficient your home is, the more that kind of air is going to be able to find its way away from where you want it, the ambient temperature in your home and outside where it's just wasting. So we want to get rid of that as much as we can. It's going to be impossible to make it seal proof. You don't want seal proof. For heaven's sakes, we don't want huge gaps in our light fixtures and our windows. Secondly, you can always get a more efficient window as well. I mean, some of those, we, when we lived in New Jersey, we lived by a, by a, a very, very uh, high traffic area. And we had those uh, single pane windows. Oh, my goodness. You could hear the honking because in New Jersey, everyone honks. It's crazy. So I was like, oh, it's going to kill me. Three o'clock more honk. You know, Christmas Eve honk. It was honking, honking, honking. It was crazy. Uh, you know, you somewhat get used to it. But at the end of the day, I was like, this is crazy. So what we did is we got this more efficient double thing. I can't remember what they're called. But, the, you know, we, we got them put in. Cost about $1,500, $2,000. But, man, you couldn't hear a thing after that. It was fantastic. Much more efficient as well. It kept the good air in and the bad air out. It was awesome. Have a seal around the window panes. Get that cocked as well. So you got to change your windows, change your lights for sure. Cocking around the areas, your light fixtures and all the other areas and windows and doors, whatnot. And another thing that you can do here, easy, is in the summertime when it's hot. We live in North Fulton County, Georgia, right north of Atlanta. So it gets quite hot in the summertime. If you're going to cook... Use your propane tank and cook outside as opposed to six o'clock or five o'clock in the afternoon. That's when it gets hottest here in Georgia. It gets hottest in the late afternoon. The sun's shining like that and coming from west, pouring down on your house. It's crazy hot. If you're adding to it by cooking with your oven, you're just adding, you're just making your house that much more hot, which means it's going to kick the air conditioner on. So a couple of things going on there. You're using your electricity to use your oven. And on top of that, the extra heat is going into the, your house, you know, warming up the house, which is going to kick on your air conditioning unit as well. So it's a twofer in terms of the effect that you're going to have on your utility bill. So what you want to do is go outside, use your propane tank, throw your ribs on there, your hamburgers, your chicken, whatever that you're doing. But do that as most as you can, especially in the late afternoons. It will save you money. It will save you big time. It will save you from air conditioning costs. It will save you from electricity of using your oven as well. Now, the cost of propane versus the cost of uh, electricity, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, natural gas is clean. It's certainly efficient. It's not very expensive for sure. Whether it's less expensive than $0.09 nine cents a kilowatt hour like we have in our utility for electricity in Georgia, I don't know. But that is a wonderful way to cook your stuff outside during the hot uh, summer day. And then the wintertime, cook your stuff inside. I still grill a lot in the, in the winter, too, because I just love barbecuing the grilling. But, you know, let's say you're using your oven. That's okay. That's going to help generate some heat in your home. Nothing wrong with that. But just in the summertime, you don't want to be doing that. Lastly, use your dryer as minimal as possible. If you can, you know, I, this is tough. I mean, at the end of the day, it's such a, such a convenience to, in the first world, have those dryers. But, man, they take up a lot of a lot of electricity. So if you can use your dryer less, that will save you money. I'm not saying go put on a clothespin. I mean, it'd be sweet if you could do that. Probably your stupid HOA won't let you anyway. But that is a way to save money right there. Because remember, it's your hot water heater. It's your dryer. It's your stove, your oven. If you have an oven that's electricity, 
we have a, an oven that's electricity and our stove is, is natural gas. And then of course it's your windows and your lighting unit. So if you can do those things right there, increase your insulation, that will be a great way to reduce your cost. Because don't forget, if you're thinking about retirement, you're going to be on a fixed income. Fixed income means it's flat. We want to reduce on your expenses without question. We might not be able to increase your income easily, but we can certainly reduce your expenses. So you want to do all this stuff like having an income come in, maybe working, making pretty good money, but two, three years from now, you're going to retire and you're sitting there wondering, where's the money going to come to pay all these bills? Use some of that disposable income and get your house more energy efficient for sure. It'll save you a lot of money. All right. Well, that's all I want to talk about here today. Um, I hope this helps. I'm going to interview a guy. Actually, we're going to talk about PV panels, uh, photovoltaic panels, which again, that's just using the sun's wattage and converting it to electricity. We're going to talk about that on the podcast tomorrow. So I am looking forward to that. I'm not as convinced nearly as some guys are PV. I, I, I like the idea of having photovoltaic as a way to store batteries power for sure. But in terms of this utility to actually, you know, you're not going to power your house on photovoltaic. You're just not. Not if you're using you know, 2000 kilowatt hours a month, it's just not going to happen. The size of the array you need for photovoltaic to generate 2000 kilowatt hours a month is ginormous. And I hate to say it too, if you don't have natural gas, you're going to be using a whole lot more than 2000 kilowatt hours a month for sure. Uh, Cause how else you, you use your stove. If your stove is electricity, oh man, you're using a lot of electricity. I don't have any problem with solar photovoltaic, but if we're looking for efficiency, what we want is solar thermal to heat our hot water, uh, that would be much, much more efficient use of the sun's wattage, the sun's heat that we get coming down on the earth, as opposed to turning the sun into electricity. It's just not efficient. The best efficiency on a photovoltaic panel is probably 25% for just human consumption. Now, you go to some uh, you know, uh, shop in you know, MIT or something like that, I'm sure they have little panels like this big or something like that, solar cells they can use at 35% efficiency. They're never going to get above that. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Not for public use, not for public consumption. Never going to happen. The idea that's going to happen is silly. So if you think about it, in Atlanta, we get 180 watts per square meter on average every day. All right. So 180 watts per square meter on average. You times that by 24. That means square meter is giving us uh, 4.32 kilowatt hours uh, is what we're getting from the sun's rays down into Atlanta, 180 on average, it gives us about four kilowatt hours per square meter. That sounds good in theory, but how much efficiency are we gonna be able to use that four kilowatt hours to convert to uh, electricity? You know, 20% maybe on a good day, 25% if you've got serious, serious, serious buku bucks to pay, 15% on your average PV panel, I mean, hell, 10%. It just you're not going to be able to use that much. I mean, don't forget, it's a meter square, my friend. That's a meter square. That's a big space right there. So if you're getting a meter square, and let's just say I got 200-watt solar panel, and I can get 20% uh, efficiency on that. Uh, actually, it's 15. 200-watt times 0.15, I'm getting 30 watts an hour times 24 hours. I'm getting less than one kilowatt hour a day on a square meter. Yeah. That, that's not going to get the job done. Now, will it provide some usage? Sure, absolutely, absolutely. But for every square meter I'm using for photovoltaic conversion, it's one less square meter I have for thermal conversion. 
and thermal is more efficient. Absolutely. And so thermal is the way to go. But we'll talk to Sean tomorrow and see what he thinks about these two things. And he's a good guy. I mean, I, I, he knows more than I do for sure, but it'll be interesting to have that conversation with him. All right. Hope this helps. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, put them in the show notes down there. Thumbs up are always helpful. My friends, thumbs up always helpful. And don't forget to, uh, to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button down there. And finally, don't forget to hit the notification bell to be notified of future content here at the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Our goal is to help you save money by hook or by crook, reduce the fees in your investments, reduce the cost of your life insurance, reduce stupid light bills and whatnot. Any way we can save you money, that is the number one thing in retirement planning, saving you money, cash, cash, cash. The outflow is what we can control. We can't control the inflow so much. Now we can, if we have some strategic ways of social security, and I talk about that a ton here on the channel, but money, money, money going out the door. If we can save you money, that'll be a huge step in the right direction for your financial planning and certainly retirement planning. Don't forget to visit heritagewealthplanning.com uh, for all the blog posts, podcasts, whatnot. And if you, you know, if you need help, just let me know. If you want some help, just email me, call me, whatever. My at heritagewealthplanning.com, all my contact information is there. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks guys. <music>